All right, I think we're, I think we're on. All right, hi everyone. So I am Eluterio Blanco Jr. I'm just going to briefly introduce myself. This is our first podcast uh, for the Texas Association of Addiction Professionals. I'm uh, joined by our first guest, um, who is Joseph Guardo, and uh, I'm going to introduce him. I'm going to let him introduce himself. But I'm going to introduce him the way I, I think I remember meeting Joseph. And Joseph, correct me if I'm wrong. I think I met you at a TAP conference like five years ago or so, and you were working an exhibit. I don't remember where or how. And I think somebody introduced us because I think you were working out of Laredo. If I'm right, I'm wrong. Yeah. I know of any well, of no. So, so I grew up in Laredo. But I was, you know, I was either working for Recovery Unplugged or the place that I worked right before Recovery Unplugged. Um, but there's that thing, especially if you're up in like Austin and San Antonio, where it's like, oh, my God, here's a guy from South Texas that that works in addiction. I got to introduce you to the other guy from South Texas that works in addiction because, you know, there's a, you know, there, there's not there's not a ton of us, right? You know, it's it's tougher in, in South Texas to find resources and professionals and all that kind of stuff. That's right. That's right. And that's, yeah. that's what happens all the time. Just yeah. people, anyway, so so you're now you're on the tap board. Um, we have something else in common besides being from South Texas, I guess, if you want to put it that way. Um, you are your last year's tap addiction professional of the year. Yes. Yeah. I'm the current. And you <laughs> this year. Yeah. Are this year's. Yeah. So back to back. Um, so I'm going to let you introduce yourself, man. Uh, tell us how you got into the profession. Tell us more importantly, what the tap membership has done for you. Yeah. Yeah, Go for ahead. sure. So, um, you know, I, I, I am in recovery myself, right? And I, uh, you know, after growing up in Laredo, and you know falling into alcohol and drugs you know i spent probably about six years trying to get sober bouncing around to um several treatment centers throughout texas and mexico uh but uh you know i finally got sober in in july of 2008 and while i was in treatment they actually had me wear a little sign at one point that said i am not a counselor um, because I'd been to, I'd been to so many 12 step meetings and different treatment programs that, you know, I was giving people advice, right? I was telling them, you know, this is, this is this in the big book and this is how you do that. And you should do this. And, uh, they were like, you need to stop giving people advice because you are in no position. But then I, uh, you know, I told my, my clinician at the time, I told her, Hey, you know, I, uh, I think I want to be a counselor. I think I want to go be an LCDC just like you are. And she's like, hey, a lot of people want to be counselors when they first get sober. Give it a year. You know, wait until you've got a year sober. And then if you still want to do this, let me know. So uh, so I stayed sober for a year. I started actually working um, at an adolescent uh, sort of therapeutic community facility, kind of wilderness program. And uh, at a year sober, I called my old therapist and I was like, hey, you know, I, uh, I still want to do this. How do I do it? And she helped me get enrolled in school and told me what was necessary and how to kind of, you know, how she juggled that with work and how that was, uh, you know, to, to get to where she was at that point in her life. 
And so I did exactly what she told me to do, you know, just like with my recovery, right? I, I asked for directions and then followed the directions. Um, and so during that time, you know, I, I did my schooling, uh, got my LCDCI license. And as soon as I did that, um, the facility I was working at Starlight, they had me start working in the IOP program. And I just, I fell in love with outpatient services because, you know, working with them versus the residential population was just so, it was real, you know, it, there, there was no treatment bubble. It was like, you know, on a daily basis, my clients had to make decisions to either serve their recovery or, or you know, slip back into their uh, substance use disorders. And I just, I loved that. So, uh, you know, I stayed working in, in IOP programs for, for the next probably six years or so. And I remember the first time I was exposed to TAP. I was, was working. When was this? Was this like 2010, 2011, 2012? What did you this say? would have been probably 2011. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 2011. I was working for Phoenix House and we were hosting AustinNet one month. And I was like, what is this? And everybody's cleaning and we got a fresh coat of paint on the wall and there's, they're bringing Torchy's tacos. What is going on? And I, uh, I walked out of my office to go to this Austin net tap event and saw this room full of, you know, I don't know, a hundred professionals. And as they went around the room and everybody was checking in with, you know, I do this and I work here and I'm in private practice and I do this work and our program does this and our program does this. I was just like giddy with excitement, you know, um, coming from Laredo, there wasn't a ton of recovery services down there. Um, and then getting sober in Kerrville, you know, there was a handful, but it's a small town. So seeing Austin, Texas, and just how many professionals there were. And like, it just, it, it filled me with joy. And I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, you found a gang. You know, and, and that, that was the beginning of my involvement with TAP. I remember Eric Denner, who we lost a couple years ago, was TAP president at the time. And they had a business meeting afterwards. And I just thought it was so cool. And, uh, you know, one of the first, you know, in talking about my story, I feel like we've already talked about two things that, that TAP gave to me, right? Um, first, it was mentorship through my therapist in treatment, who was a TAP member, you know, her teaching me and explaining to me how to get into the field, right? Um, you know, and then going to a TAP meeting and Austin that meeting and getting like inspired and energized and charged um, to, to kind of keep doing the work that we do. Uh, just, you know, two huge things for me um, in my path, right? Right. Hey, let me, um, let me tell you this, because I found something. This is a study from 2010. I don't know if you know this, I found this. Did you know, participating in local chapters of national organizations leads to professional growth in service, network, collaboration, advocacy, and ultimately quality services. So 
In other words, being part of a national organization is one of the things that actually makes you a better counselor. Uh, did you Look at that. did you feel any of that? I mean, absolutely. Uh, for me, I think as with a lot of people who are in recovery and uh, eventually enter a professional capacity in the field, you know, my view of recovery was very limited to my personal experience, right? Okay. And being a part of TAP and NADAC and getting to talk to other professionals who either were in the field longer than me or in recovery longer than me or were not in recovery um, really broadened my idea of what recovery could look like, um, what tools were available for recovery, and ultimately have equipped me to be able to help more people. You know, um, because, you know, if I, if I were to come at it with just my experience, well, that's, that's all I have to offer. And that'll maybe work for, I don't know, 10% of the population. But the more I learn from, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the weekly email updates from the CEUs that I attend, from the conferences that I attend as a TAP member, um, the more I, uh, you know, the more I learn and the more I'm able to help other people um, in a way beyond what my personal experience was. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Right on. So, uh, what do you do right now with recovery unplug? I mean, tell us about yes. how you, and, and your involvement with tap, like what level are you at now? With tap? Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, so with tap kind of, I worked my way up through the ranks, you know, um, I was a tap member and then I volunteered. First. Yeah. You gotta um, pay your dues. You yeah. gotta do it. Um, I, I volunteered a couple years in a row, putting on the Austin symposium. So I was, I would go to board meetings, but only in the capacity as a member of the conference committee. Um, and then, uh, after that, you know, after two years of that, the, the sort of the leadership in Austin tap was all sort of set to phase out at the same time. And uh, an amazing woman, Marsha Robinson, approached me. She's actually the lady that started Austin at in Austin. She said, Joseph, you know, we, we've been needing some new blood here in Austin on our board, and we'd love it if you would consider running for, uh, for a position. And so I was like, okay, you know, and at the time I had just started working for Recovery Unplugged. So this was like maybe five years ago. And uh, I went to my boss and I said, hey, I've been asked to, you know, if I'd be interested in, in running for something, it's a time commitment um, that, you know, I would need to go do these meetings in the middle of the workday and stuff. And uh, they said, absolutely. You know, they said, Joseph, if, if, if doing this is going to give back to the community and it's good for you, then it's good for us. Right. Okay. And, uh, and so I ran and I got elected president, which was wild. I was thinking like secretary. Um, and so, yeah, I did two years as president of Austin tap. And then, uh, now, and then I served for two years in a role as past president. And, uh, just last month fulfilled that commitment. So I'm, no longer on the Austin tap board, but uh, they keep sending me email invites to the Zoom meetings and I keep telling them <laughs> I'm not on the board anymore. Yeah. Uh, but during the last year of being uh, 
uh, on the Austin tap board. I, I got elected to, to be, to serve on the state tap board. And that's been so cool. You know, I guess it was two years ago that I got on state tap board because, you know, the first year I just sat and listened a lot, sure. you know, kind of figuring out what's going on and seeing what everybody does and how this works. But um, in, in the, the following year, <clears throat> you know, was able to kind of take a more active role um, so where now I'm part of the membership committee and, um, you know, helps put on this virtual conference that we did last week big and, props, and get to props for that. Man. That was a great conference. I heard a lot of good things you. about it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I think we, we pulled it off. We pulled it off and there was a lot of people that contributed to that and I'm yeah. super grateful. <clears throat> but, um, and so what's cool is like, as I came up and got more involved with tap is I was working for recovery unplugged, which has always supported me doing these things, <clears throat> which, you know, um, help me to network, which is good for recovery unplugged, but also keep me excited. You know, like I, I get energized from the idea of giving back and nurturing and helping cultivate new professionals. And I just, I, I love it when like just recently, uh, a young lady moved from California to Texas um, and she works in the field and she, she called me up one day out of the blue and she's like, hey, so I've met like three people here in Austin and all three of them told me that I needed to talk to you. And, uh, and, and that, that just feels cool, you know, to be able to know that, um, that people view me and tap as like, go get involved with them, you know, go learn so that you can become a part of this community. Um, I love that. And, you know, so at Recovery Unplugged, I'm, I'm the vice president of business development, which, you know, kind of really just means like I'm the public face of Recovery Unplugged for, for Austin and, and Texas as a whole. And I get to um, build relationships with clinicians. I get to be a support to, you know, case managers, attorneys, doctors who aren't specialized in addiction to try to help them with making... <clears throat> excuse me, with making recommendations and referrals for their clients. Um, another cool thing about being at Recovery Unplugged is that, you know, they support me in the idea that if I get a call for a referral, maybe that person is right for Recovery Unplugged. Maybe Recovery yeah. Unplugged is right for them. But if they're not, I can still absolutely refer them to the most appropriate resources. Um, and no one gets mad at me for that, you know, like that they support me in that mission of, yeah. you know, when I get a phone call, whether they're right for unplugged or they're not, whether they have a million dollars or they're looking for a state funded bed, like I have a responsibility as a professional and as a person in recovery to get them the right help for them. Yeah. And that's like a full stop sentence, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, being in tap, I guess, goes hand in hand with, with what you do. I mean, it has to. It has to go hand in hand. Yeah. 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 Right on, man. Right on. Um, gee, okay, so now you're on the board. You're also in the membership. Uh, what's your role in the, the membership committee? You're co-chair. I guess uh, I am co-chair of the membership committee with uh, Jamie Schmidt from Waco. Yeah. yeah, right on. Shout out to Jamie. Um, Shout out to Jamie. What she puts up real with quick us. off the top of your head, what is the goal of the membership committee? Not just getting more memberships, but but what what else do y'all have as as like 
Yeah. A goal. Um, so the goal is is first off to educate non-TAP members on on what TAP is, right? So that means we get to do a lot of work with students who are getting ready to enter the field or just entering the field, um, you know, to kind of bestow on them some TAP wisdom and then encourage their membership in, in TAP because we need them, right? We yeah. need new professionals coming in with new ideas um, and fresh training and that fresh passion that comes out of, you know, uh, just getting your degree, right? Um, so we educate them, we support them, um, regardless of if they're TAP members or not. And then hopefully they, in that, they see the benefit and then join TAP. Um, part of also what me and Jamie are trying to do is, is kind of make some extra little perks to go along with membership um, to, to highlight individuals to make them feel special, to make them feel proud of not only being a TAP member, but also what they do for a living, you know, especially in times like, like what we're dealing with now, like there's so much negative to look at in the world yeah. and to be an addiction professional and to be a TAP member means that you are part of what's trying to create positive things in the world, you know? Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, we got the same, I mean, we all, have the same purpose we all want the same thing um and being connected man it's like we're a hive you know like we all strive for the the same thing in our profession and for the clients and um yeah. for students man uh, you know students i would say students it's the best time to join while you're a student because you get that sweet student discount yeah you know, from, from nadac and and tap and it's a good way to try it out if you like it yeah. um you can continue afterwards yeah. but yeah definitely when you're a student you get uh, what is it like sixty five dollars for for it's cheap it's it's like right? less than half yeah yeah and what's is. cool for students too is if you actually read your NADAC newsletters you can really impress your your professors for in class sure. the next day for <laughs> sure absolutely absolutely yeah yeah um so Joseph anything else we've got like less than five minutes here but anything else you want to share with us about uh you know just your what your benefit has been uh, since you've been a an active tap member <laughs> i mean uh one of the biggest benefits is that i don't feel alone right like any you know especially in a profession like ours you know where we hear about relapse and we hear about overdose and you know we you know this is part of it's just part of the job right the the, the clients we work with some of them aren't going to make it um, so, you know, there's been a couple times in my career where like, I felt the burnout, right. Of, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Right. Is it worth it? And, uh, having this network of professionals, not only in Texas, but in across the country that I know I can turn to for support that understands that experience, um, has been phenomenal, you know, and it even though i'm not traveling right now it 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 makes it brings me a lot of joy to know that i could fly to el paso tomorrow and have a friendly face i could fly to you know i could drive down to rgv and have somebody to go grab some dinner with right. or you know um so it's really beautiful it, uh, the way that it, it it's given me a community yeah, yeah. It, it shrinks the state it makes the state seem a little bit smaller you know yeah 
once you get to know people from all the different chapters and and you know yeah i I see what you mean yeah yeah Yeah. so Um, are you and it also just just also it's also very inspiring you know when i get to see especially like the other board members who i know have demanding jobs right take time in the evenings and the weekends to work so hard for free right that's the other thing it's (laughs) like yeah this is amazing you know it makes me real happy it's inspiring yeah it is man i mean i felt the same way when i got to know um i would say the leaders in our profession you know everybody who's on the tap board um the certification board like when i got to peek behind the curtain and look at i mean i've had good supervisors and stuff in the past you know but really like those who go above and beyond like being leaders for us here in the state i was like whoa yeah. this is this is really cool you know with yeah. what actually goes on yeah. um the last thing is and most was, people don't know that right like yeah. you know I was a little baby counselor reaping the benefit of advocacy and leadership of TAP members before I even knew they existed, you know, which, yeah. which is also really cool. Yeah. Yeah. All I, all I thought is that they put on this conference every year. That's, that's all I would ever hear, but yeah, there's that's what this, they do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, last thing, I, I mean, are you, I know that you're not on the, the Austin, uh, chapter board anymore, but I mean, are you still involved with your chapter? Tell us a little bit more about, about, like yeah, how, yeah, how I'm, I'm still, work. I'm still very involved, even if it's in a non-official capacity. Um, so my my last act as past president was overseeing the 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 recent elections. So they just announced all their new board members last week. Um, so some some really great, um, you know, new professionals that you know are kind of stepping up to to do more in the community. Um, with a lot of excitement and passion, you know, we, we got a, there's a new vice president, there's a new secretary. Um, one thing that Austin did this year is created a uh, diversity chair and a membership chair. Um, and uh, the plan is that also for them to work hand in hand to make sure that our TAP membership in Austin is representative of the demographics of the city that we serve. Um, so that's, that's really exciting to see that the board, um, you know, heard that idea from a member, rolled with it, created the position, and that now that has come to fruition, I'm just excited to watch over the next year, um, the work in particular being done by the diversity and uh, new membership chair um, to help Austin Tap grow to be even more beneficial to to our community. Yeah, so that's all. Yeah. I'm jealous, man. I'm jealous. That's all. that's great though. That's cool. Well, um, we're going to wrap it up, Joseph, uh, Matt, because we can keep talking about tap all day. I could. That's for oh, sure. for real. Yeah, uh, definitely. Well, this is this is great, man. Um, I'll go ahead and um, post this up. And hopefully if anybody. Oh, um, what do you want as your email? You want to give us your email address or, or a contact for you? Yeah. yeah. So um, so uh, my name is Joseph Gordo. I'm uh, LCDC and I'm the vice president of business development at Recovery Unplugged. Um, if you want to learn more about TAP or Austin TAP or Recovery Unplugged, uh, you can hit me up at josephg at recoveryunplugged.com. Um, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on my blog, austinsoberdad.com, where I write about parenting and recovery. And, um, Good Lord. 
And if you want, if they want to call me yeah. or text me, 512-213-9007. Um, I'm, I'm easy to find. Um, yeah. Well, cool, Joseph. Thanks so much, man. Uh, I appreciate your time. I'll post all this stuff up. Hopefully I can put a link or something with all your information and a little something about Recovery Unplugged in case people want to get in touch with you. Thank you, Joseph. Awesome.